Welcome to Beyond the Bazaar, a podcast curated to all things, well, bizarre. My name is Brianna, and I will be sharing with you urban legends, lore, ghost stories, and more from around our planet. Hey everyone, welcome to a new week and a new episode of Beyond the Bazaar. This is Brianna, and I'm so glad that you guys have returned for another episode of the podcast. Last week we had talked about the Boohag of South Carolina, North Carolina, United States folklore, and I really liked learning about that and sharing that with you all. I'm sharing the stories and the information that I have found out with that. So I'm really, really, ooh, so exciting because I'm so excited to share. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just, today's episode is going to be great. So I'm kind of, I'm getting a little bit of my head of myself on that. So before I get into anything, I, as I stated last episode, I do want to start giving a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode. For this episode, in all episodes, I'm going to start this disclaimer. So this starting this episode, we're going to do that. So the disclaimer is, if any listeners out there are under the age of 13, please speak with your parents or legal guardian before listening to this podcast, get their permission. Because some of the elements of our podcast can be a little bit scary. Well, really scary sometimes. And I don't want to be responsible for anyone for anyone underage being scared or feeling a certain type of way. So if you are under the age of 13, just please speak with your parent or ask ask if they'll listen with you just to be sure that it's something that you can listen to on your own. Or if you guys want to make it a family affair, we're all for that as well. So whichever you want to do, just please make sure that you do that. For everyone else 13 and over, of course, it doesn't apply to you. You can listen at your own discretion. If anything on here does trigger you, because some elements, you know, we may get into in the future may be a little bit dark sometimes, and it may be triggering to some people. So we'll start including that at the beginning of the episode. Like if there's any triggers, we'll include that to let you all know, saying, hey, heads up, this episode may contain triggers of certain situations um, and things of that nature. So I just want to put that out there. So speaking of episodes, tonight's episode, we're going to talk about two internet rituals that are relatively new. They formed in the mid-2010s, and they kind of took the internet by storm. And we've kind of done some research here to see if we can find out a little bit more about it. And of course, also tell you guys how to partake in these um, rituals. Now, we're in no shape, way, shape, or form condoning anyone to do this. So I do want to let you know, I'm not going to want anyone saying, I did this because Beyond the Bazaar, Brianna told me to. No. <laughs> if you do this, you're doing this at your own discretion. And to let you know, I have not, nor will I ever partake in this, but it is fun to talk about. So the two rituals that we're going to talk about on tonight's episode is the elevator ritual or the elevator game, it goes by both, um, or 
think it's called Elevator to Another World. So it goes by many names, but I'm just going to call it the Elevator Game. And the other one is going to be the Three Kings Ritual. As I stated, both of these um, did originate on the internet mid-2010s. And we did get some interesting information on the backstory of it. So with that being said, we're going to start with the Elevator Game. So the Elevator Game originated in East Asia, um, either South Korea or Japan. So per our research on the internet, there's posts about it that date back to at least 2010, 2011 in um, South Korea and around 2009 in Japan. So in the Japanese versions of the story, the ritual ends on the 10th floor. This choice was kind of stylistic, so readers can use their imagination on what happened. So you kind of just, when you read the ritual or when you go over it, you can kind of just picture what it looks like or what, it, what you envision. So in 2011, after the versions in, in Japan, the Korean versions began to emerge on the internet as well. So in Korean versions of the story, that included how to return back or how to just end the trip if you start to become uncomfortable. That begs the question, where does the internet ritual come from? Like, when did it, what inspired it? Like, did someone just wake up one day and decide that, oh, I'm going to make up something and put it on the internet? You know, what is it derived from? So, per our research, the inspiration of the elevator game may have come from an accident in Tokyo in June of 2006. Back during that time, a 16-year-old high school student was killed when the elevator began to ascend while the doors were open. So it was one of the many incidents in Japan where elevators ascended with the doors open of its own accord. So pretty much no buttons pushed, it just started ascending and the doors wouldn't shut, which resulted, unfortunately, in people dying. So according to the ritual, if you are successful, the elevator will ascend to the 10th floor. With the rumors and things going around about the elevator ritual, that's where we kind of get into probably one of the most recent stories that are kind of associated with it that's kind of mentioned most of the time and that's where I kind of first heard about the elevator ritual was with in America the death of Elisa Lam. So back in February of 2013 the body of a Canadian college student named Elisa Lam was found in a water cistern on top of the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. This hotel is now known as the Stay on Main. Elisa had been missing for two weeks before her body was found. The last time she was seen prior to her death was on January 31st of 2013. The last time she was seen is in hotel surveillance video when she is seen behaving bizarrely. In the video it shows Elisa pressing all the buttons and peeking around the side of the elevator. She also briefly steps out and then back into the elevator. In the last few moments of this video we see Elisa making hand gestures, but we cannot see anyone other than her on the footage. So normally, Elisa's family began to worry, since this was her last day at the hotel, but they had not heard from her, haven't gotten any texts, calls, or communications from her. They began to worry, like, you know, where is she? She's supposed to be checking out. Did she check out okay? They heard nothing from her. So unfortunately, it would be two weeks before any break in the cause of her disappearance. In the days leading up to February 19, 2013, the day that Lisa Lamb's body was found, 
Hotel guests began to complain about a funny taste in the water, and the water being discolored brown or black, and the water pressure was just terrible. So, of course, naturally, the hotel staff ended up sending their maintenance worker by the name of Santiago Lopez to check the rooftop water tank to see what was going on as to why the water was tasting funny and the water pressure was low in the hotel. Upon checking the water tank, Lopez discovered the body of Elisa Lamb floating inside. The Los Angeles law authorities had to drain the entire water tank to retrieve her body. When the autopsy was completed and the toxicology report came back, there were no signs of alcohol or any illegal substances, but she was heavily medicated with many medical drugs, mostly antidepressants and mood stabilizers, to treat her bipolar disorder. The coroner had ruled her death a drowning on February 1st of 2013, 18 whole days before her body was actually found. This date, February 1st, marks only one day after she was in the elevator and that strange footage was seen. No one exactly knows how she got into the water tank or how she fell in. There have been many theories. Some have attributed it to her mental state of having bipolar disorder. Some people view it as just a tragic accident. Some even feel that she was killed by whoever or whatever was she was communicating with in the hotel surveillance video, and her body was transported and dumped into the tank. This belief stems from the history of murder that the Cecil Hotel has in its history of establishment. That will be another episode we will get into the Cecil Hotel, <laughs> but just not this episode. Others who have viewed the footage, there's another possibility in mind. Some believe that Elisa Lamb had played the elevator game, a game that is rumored to take you to another realm or dimension, the other side, whichever you want to call it. There are people that feel that Elisa Lamb was playing that game and something went wrong. Unfortunately, here at Beyond the Bizarre Podcast, we cannot state for sure if Elisa was a victim of the elevator ritual, but of course it is a sad situation for her and for her loved ones and for her family. And I found it very, very interesting that a disappearance of a person was, was associated with possibly an internet ritual or an internet game. But I guess the fact that she was in the elevator and she was shown kind of peeking out and looking, waving her hands around her like she was seeing something that we couldn't see, but she was seeing it. That's where a lot of that stems from. There were also some people that brought up the film Dark Water. I believe it came out around 2005, I want to say. That kind of had elements of the elevator game in it, which makes sense since it came out 2005 and the elevator ritual came to be around 2009. So maybe there was like a lot of influences in that or maybe the story goes back further than we initially think right now or from what's being shared on the Internet as the origins. So it is it is just kind of like when did it start? You know, there's really no way to really pinpoint, but just those similarities is kind of creepy. But there is footage from Elisa Lam. It actually has has accumulated millions of views on YouTube. And we're going to try to get the video on our website, www.beyondthebazaar.com. And we'll share that there for you all to look at it if you would like to see what we were talking about in regards to that, that video of her and her last moments in that elevator. So with that being said, you guys obviously want to know exactly 
what goes down how do you get to the other side and what exactly is the ritual like what happens how do you do it and what happens if you were to succeed or if you were to fail well let's go ahead and get into that with the steps of the ritual starting with the things you would need at least one person in some versions it's one person only and others it can be played with more than one person a public building with at least 10 floors and of course an elevator so starting the game of course you enter the elevator press the fourth floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that you have to start from the beginning step two press the second floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that start from the beginning press the sixth floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that start from the beginning back to the second floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that start from the beginning press the 10th floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or if one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that you know the gist start from the beginning press the fifth floor do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or if one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that you already know start from the beginning However, step seven, if a woman enters the elevator at the fifth floor, this is a caveat, do not look at her, do not speak, and do not talk to her, do not make eye contact, that woman is not human, if you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. Step eight, press the first floor, once again, do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leave the elevator if someone does that start from the beginning during this step the elevator will either ascend or descend if the elevator re reaches the first floor leave and do not look back if the elevator reaches the 10th floor leave and do not respond to the woman if she asks where are you going or what's wrong her voice will be high when she asks that if you do get off of the 10th floor you are in the other world if you're alone you're in the other world if you're with a group you're all in the other world electronics will not work so don't dare reach for your phone the other world is identical to your own world but the two differences you will see are all the lights will be off, and the only thing you'll be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Once again, your phone doesn't work. So now you're in the other world, and what do you do? Do you explore? Do you look around? Or do you return home? Returning to your own world. To go back to your own world, you must go to the same elevator, make sure it's the same exact one. 
and press the same buttons. You remember the sequence, right? Four, two, six, two, ten, five. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor. At this time, you can press any other floor's button to cancel the ascension. You must press the button you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not, I repeat, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something is wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you're confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Outside of the standard ritual, there are other tips for safe travel to the other world. Once again, regarding the woman on the fifth floor, do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not a woman. She is not human. Remember that. Do not acknowledge her. If she should get on the elevator, look at the floor. If it's a reflective elevator, look at the buttons. Or once again, look at the floor. Do not make eye contact, even if she should speak with you. Tip two. Someone enters or someone leaves. So if someone were to enter or someone leave other than the woman on the fifth floor, begin again at the fourth floor. Tip three, when you're in the other world. Once again, only people that leave on the 10th floor will go to the other world. Mind you, getting back to your own world may be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forgot which elevator in which you arrived. The elevator may seem to get further and further away from you as you walk towards it, and so on. Be vigilant. Keep your wits about you. If at any point during the ritual you faint or pass out or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to calmly examine your surroundings upon waking. The home to which you have been returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual. Tip four, keep in mind, you must not in any case attempt this too many times. This makes you susceptible to accidental slipping through the worlds. If you do not get out of the elevator on the 10th floor, or if the woman does not get in, you should head straight back down to the first floor. Sometimes, when you're coming back, the elevator goes back up instead of down. You have to cancel the ascension by pressing any button between the current floor and the 10th floor to get off. When you're ascending, the other world is pulling you. If you faint in the other world and find yourself back in your world, be careful. You could be pulled there and back at any given moment. This typically happens to people with more susceptible souls. There was another story of someone online. We actually are going to include the link on our website. Of someone who attempted the ritual. And they pretty much thought it was all a bunch of crap. Didn't really 
feed too much into it, just like whatever. Their significant other was very into paranormal and he was actually very, very engrossed in the death of Willie Salam, which kind of led him into reading more about the elevator ritual. So the writer of the post decided to check it out for themselves. So they were on the elevator doing the ritual and on the fifth floor, the woman got on the elevator, but per the post, and like I said, we're going to include this on the website for you guys to read it. I'll just summarize on the post. The person did make contact, eye contact with the woman because she was looking up at the buttons above the elevator door, just counting the floors. So when the elevator door opened, naturally she was looking at the door like most of us do. And she made eye contact with the, with the person. And she then realized that she had messed up and she started to look at the floor as if she, like she was supposed to do from the beginning. And the woman started speaking. And the woman became very, very agitated, very, very aggressive with her. And per her story, when she wouldn't respond to her questions and her aggressiveness, she began to cry and kept crying, kept crying. And the woman who made the post stated that she just became so aggravated that she ended up grabbing the girl and just pretty much bashing her head against the elevator and the woman we on we can only call her a woman but as the ritual says it's not human and she started to stop crying and started laughing and at that moment the woman not the woman on the elevator the poster <laughs> realized that she pretty much gave it what it wanted she stopped and she got off the elevator but even though she had escaped she still found herself dreaming of the woman Per her post, she had said she can see her in large crowds, but when she tried to focus in, she would disappear. And she just kept dreaming of the place and found herself just falling mentally back into that place. So that's the danger that you could be exposing yourself to by trying these rituals. Like I said, we're just here to kind of scare you and give you a little bit of background information. But if you do decide to try this, once again, it's not because we told you to. So please, if you want to do it, just do it on your own accord. One thing I did find interesting was the part where they said when you get down to the first, back down to the first floor, when the ritual ends, and to make sure that the everything seems normal, whatever building you use, make sure it looks normal as it did before. I remember saying to myself, this is why I couldn't do it. Because just my luck, I may do that and may open the floor and the circus is in town and all kinds of clowns are walking around and I'll be thinking that I'm trapped in some other world. So that's exactly why I could not do it. But that upon other reasons, I'm just, no. I'm just, I, I like, you know, even though the world is in chaos right now, I kind of like the world that I live in. So aside from the elevator ritual, as I told you in the beginning, we um, also were going to be talking about Another ritual called the Three Kings Ritual. Now, the Three Kings Ritual, it originated back in July of 2012. July 10th, 2012 to be exact. The story emerged on Reddit. A Reddit user by the name of Fable Forge posted it on the No Sleep subreddit. He titled his post, Please Don't Actually Try This. In his post, he details the instruction for the Three Kings Ritual. So when he made this post, he didn't expect for it to go viral and to have a subreddit called Three Kings created. 
So two days later, on July 12th, Fable Forge made a post detailing the origins of the ritual. The origins of the ritual come from Mexico, where Fable Forge was sent to juvie for stabbing someone in his youth. Fable Forge stated that he was obsessed with the paranormal, and while in juvie, he started giving dream interpretations and advice on rituals. So after this gained him some friends, he and his friends started playing with different rituals like La Llorona and El Choro Negro. Each night after midnight, him and his friends would start a ritual. Through trial and error, Fable Forge and his friends would tweak the ritual to improve the outcomes. He had a second mirror, a fan, etc. We'll get into all of that as to what all that means. All of which would become the Three Kings ritual as we know today. So according to Fable Forge, I could afford to iterate new variations nightly. I had a fresh supply of people lining up for the latest tweak. We would all wait outside the showers and smoke and then talk about what happened. Many of the requirements and items used in the ritual were learned the hard way. So for example, per Fable Forge, a shy young man named Samuel had a bad experience during the ritual. During the ritual, he suddenly screamed and wouldn't come out of the room when his name was called. When they found him, he was facing straight into one of the mirrors. The guys knew they couldn't save him or they would be stuck like Samuel. One of the boys knocked the candle out of his hands, hoping to end the ritual. However, Samuel didn't move and the light didn't go out. But the flame was getting bigger. Fable Forge recalls, I clearly remember this surreal visual of the Veladora candle spinning on a wet mosaic floor, shooting out flame the length of Carlos's arm like a miniature flamethrower. He says that someone had the idea to get water from some nearby sinks, which worked. Fable Forge says that Samuel wasn't himself for a week. He was still shy and introverted, but now he had a mean streak he hadn't shown before. This is also why he recommends only stable, healthy people attempt the ritual. Once again, before we provide the steps for this ritual, we implore, please don't actually try this. What I'm about to share with you today is one of the many relatively safe ways in which you can access, but not quite enter, a place called the shadow side. And its effectiveness depends on how seriously you take me. Your mileage may vary. I won't tell you that you shouldn't be afraid of the shadow side. Chances are you've already seen it after all and really think it was just a reoccurring dream. I will tell you there is no need to be ignorantly afraid of it though. There is a difference. Ignorance fuels fear and fear can give that place a whole lot of juice to run on. You have to be big on preparation if you try this. It's like skydiving. If getting it right on your first try is not something you're good at, then this is not for you. If you do drugs or alcohol on the night of the event, you're going to have a bad time. If you're going through some serious issues in your life and you're not feeling mentally or spiritually stable, if you're doing this just to escape, you're going to have a bad time. And if you don't follow my instructions, particularly the multiple backups I'll give you, trust me, are there for a reason, you're going to have a really bad time. The game is called The Three Kings, by the way. Ingredients. A very large, empty, and quiet room, preferably without windows. If windows exist, 
you need to be able to cover them and ensure total darkness. Basements usually work well, if they're roomy enough. A pack of candles. You'll only use one, if all goes well. And a lighter. A bucket of water and a mug. A fan. Two large mirrors, like the one on your dresser. Don't worry, they won't be harmed. Or, if they are, that'll be the least of your concerns. Three chairs, an alarm clock, an active cell phone. And y'all, please don't, if you're going to do this, please not forget to charge a daggone cell phone. A loved one, willing to follow the rules and go along with all of this craziness. Next, a small toy or dear object from your childhood. Setup. Start setup around 11 p.m. Place one chair in the center of the room, facing north. This is important. Place the other two chairs exactly to the left and right, facing your throne. The distance between your throne and that of your queen and fool should be about the length of your arm to each side, more or less. Place the two large mirrors on the queen and fool chairs, left and right of you, facing you and each other. Try your best to have them stand at a 90 degree angle or else you may get more or less than three kings. If you sit on your throne facing straight ahead, north, you should be able to perceive your own reflection in each of the two mirrors without actually having to turn your head nor your eyes to do so. If you see your own reflection in the corner of your eye, just barely there, then you've done it right. Place the bucket of water and the mug in front of you, just barely out of reach. Place the fan behind you. Turn it on. Don't set it to maximum power. Medium or low is usually enough. Leave it on. Turn off the lights. Leave the door open and go to your bedroom. Set the candles by the side of the bed, next to a lighter, your alarm clock, and your cell phone. Leave it charging. Set your alarm clock for 3.30 a.m. Turn off the lights and sleep while holding your power object. Get some rest. Showtime. Wake up at 3.30 a.m. with your alarm clock. Turn it off, but don't turn on the light. You have exactly three minutes to light your candle. Grab your cell phone and make your way to the dark room to sit on your throne. You should be seated by 3.33 a.m. Don't forget your power object. Check for potential red flags. Red flag number one. If your cell phone didn't charge for whatever reason, abort the mission. If the alarm didn't go off at exactly 3.30 a.m., abort the mission. If you find the dark room door closed, remember, you left it open. Abort the mission. If the fan is turned off, you left it on. Abort the mission. Side note, if you have to abort the mission due to any of the above, leave the house with your loved one. Go to a hotel, motel, another friend's house, anywhere else. There's no need to run. You have time to grab your jacket and your keys and whatnot, but leave. After 6 a.m., the coast should be clear. However, if all goes as planned, you can proceed and take your throne. Do not look directly at either of the two mirrors beside you. Do not let the candle go out. 
the fan is behind you. You must protect the candle with your body, which is standing in between. There's a reason for this, as you'll soon see. Look straight ahead at the darkness, not at the candle, not at the mirrors, just straight ahead. So I'm sure you guys surely noticed that I didn't say during setup which chair was queen and which chair was full. That's because it's your job to find out. And from their point of view, you're either their queen or their fool too. Hence, three kings. I won't spoil what happens next. Suffice to say, you won't be alone if you have questions. You'll get answers. Sometimes in the form of new questions. But hey, that's the story of humanity. Just stay put and try not to move. Again, do not look directly at the mirrors, nor the candle. Just straight ahead. Trust me. Don't chicken out either. You need to wait until 4.34. By 4.34, it's all over. It's okay to tremble a little bit. Just try not to. Not because it affects the ritual or anything. It's just a chicken thing to do in polite company. Did I mention not to let the candle go out? That's what the fan is for. You're protecting the candle with your body. But if your body were to suddenly be moved, then the fan would turn off the candle. That's backup number one. Your loved one is backup number two. At 4.34, he or she has to come in the room and call your name. If that won't work, he or she has to call your cell phone. If that won't work, he or she has the glass of water in the bucket. They cannot touch you though. That's a newbie mistake. Backup number three is your item of power, the toy or locket or whatever object of strength you brought along for the ride. It'll show you the way if it all goes down. Have multiple backups. You gotta be like a boy scout if you do these things. If you half-ass it, half-ass it all the way so it won't work. Worst you can do is to take it seriously enough for it to work and not seriously enough to be prepared for the consequences. If you have any doubt, just keep in mind, please don't actually try this. Three Kings is probably one of my favorite internet rituals that I came across. I think that it's very cool that he, the creator, Fable Forge, came across or created this ritual through trial and error with his friends, with them all being in juvie, which he brings to a point, to an important point. If you're not mentally stable or mentally strong, it's best not to do this, which I'm pretty sure he probably saw a lot of negativity by doing this ritual because the people in juvie probably weren't the most mentally stable people. So it makes them more susceptible to that kind of thing, which that also kind of goes back to the elevator game, which where it says people with more susceptible souls can be pulled back to the other side. If they're more susceptible, maybe they don't have a strong mental state or just having not a strong mental state can make your soul more vulnerable, which that can also make sense in the case of Elisa Lam which she did suffer from bipolar disorder and she was taking quite a few medications for that. So it kind of all goes around circle and kind of all adds up from that standpoint, you know, but even if you do not have like any type of 
mental things going on or anything like that, I still wouldn't <laughs> try any of these rituals because I wouldn't even want to know what what would happen um if either either ritual were successful. I wouldn't want to experience it personally. Let me reward that. I wouldn't want to experience it personally, but I wouldn't want to know what happened if someone actually succeeded and went there. There were some like YouTube videos that we did see and we'll try to include those on our website as well. We'll get those posted later this week of people who stated that they did do the three kings and, and what happened and what they experienced and individuals who claim to travel to the other side via the elevator game. We'll try to get that for you. But to have different things like this and you know just pop up on the internet it's it's crazy it's but it's interesting at the same time and to have like headline cases like Elisa Lam's break the news and be associated with things like this this it just makes you wonder are these things real you know do these things really happen you know are people actually all here traveling and going over to different realms or communicating with the other side now with the three kings ritual there's three kings so some in some cases people who have stated they've succeeded um, the way they view it is that you're speaking with people could be speaking with other people doing the ritual or just like other spirits some people feel like it's like a guardian angel versus a demon thing where you know the Instead of a place of a, a queen and a fool, there's like a guardian angel, there's a devil. There's just different versions of that that, you know, have kind of developed beyond the base of the three kings. And there's different versions of the elevator game as well. You know, I guess as time goes on, people will add their own little flair to it, their own little touch to it. And to keep the lore alive and to keep it interesting and to just change it as time goes by and as technology grows, things will be added to it to make it a little bit more spicy for the time. Um, the story that we share tonight for the Three Kings ritual, that is by um, Fable Forge. He did post that on No Sleep. That was by him, and I just read that for you guys. You guys can kind of know the steps. Once again, and as he said in his title, please don't actually try this, but if you do then make sure you do it right. Don't do it wrong. You know, and if you are going to mess up, just mess up all the way. Just don't have to do good and have to do bad. Just if you're going to do it, make sure you do it right. So with that being said, this concludes tonight's episode of Beyond the Bazaar. Come back next week, next Tuesday for a whole new episode. More frights and scares are on the way. Until then, have a great night.